This is Do School Better, a podcast for people who want to transform education. My name is Doris Corda, and for the past several years, I've been training educators. Listen to these episodes and hear about some of the extraordinary programs they've created. We call these pioneers the fire starters. See if you can get some ideas that you can implement yourself to change your own practice. In this episode, Doris speaks with Janez Gornik, an English teacher from the Novo Mesto Gymnasium, a school in Slovenia. He shares his journey to teach entrepreneurship so that his students develop practical skills and knowledge. Hi, Janez. Hi, Doris. How are you? It's great to talk to you. Oh, I'm very fine, thanks. I've been spending the week in Oswego, upstate New York, with a couple of students. Nice. Janez, if you could start by talking about yourself, what you do, and why you think entrepreneurship education, why you've been so passionate about this kind of education in Slovenia and with your students. So, as you said, I come from Slovenia. I teach. I've taught English for 21 years at the Novomisto Gymnasium. The Novomisto is my town. And um, about seven years ago or eight years ago, I came up with the idea that because my school is sort of like a general education school, I came up with the idea that we needed to implement entrepreneurship into education because people, students, I thought, were believed, were not getting enough practical knowledge, practical skills. So I started implementing certain programs that I thought were entrepreneurship programs into my English classes. Uh, it was, of course, all about business plans and, you know, selling soap and or lemonade stands. But, but um, uh, then later on, I joined a program which was international and it was multi-schools. So I learned about I learned about different methodologies. I learned about, you know, doing it the startup way, doing it the lean startup way. Uh, later on, when I uh, started connecting with the ecosystem, you know, the startup ecosystem, I learned also design thinking, uh, Google Sprint. I basically what I what I started doing was connecting to people outside of education, reading blogs about stuff that is outside of education, and yet I found how much education there is in there. Because basically, startup, as Steve Blank says, of course, you're learning about your scalable and repeatable business model. So you have to learn, you have to go out, get out of the building, test your hypotheses. And I said, wait a minute, but this is this is education. It's just education in the real world. So I started implementing it in my after school. There's some entrepreneurship as such is done as after school activities now. Uh, I started implementing this in my after school activities. Uh, I saw that it was that was headed for a dead end because I cannot lecture lean startup. I cannot lecture, uh, you know, get out of the building. And then I heard about this Doris Corda from Uh Hawken. And I thought, okay, what is this all about? And I read about you in a Steve Blank blog. Like, here's someone who finally is doing entrepreneurship the right way and not the lemonade stand way. And I read about... Uh, you know, uh, how you do it with authentic challenges. Uh, So, of course, I got very, very enthusiastic. We connected over LinkedIn. You invited me over to, you know, do you want to come to the workshop? I said, yeah, maybe, you know, some other time. I can do it on my own, sure. And I tried with the uh, challenges. And, of course, it didn't work. Uh, 
but slowly, 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 I was trying out new things. And then finally, when I did come to Cleveland, which was last year, it, even though I'd read about it, for me, it was an epiphany in a way. When I heard what your curriculum is all about, and it's interdisciplinary, and it is, you know, teamwork all through the semester. And it isn't, you know, your regular testing, but it is basically, I don't even remember how you give them grades, sorry. But, That's okay, but, That's great. I'm yeah. glad you don't remember that. <laughs> it's so not important. No, it's not, because it's the process that's important. And I saw some of your students, what they became. I also picked up on the de-schooling process, which is so important. And it has, you know, if you don't do that, it will always, it will always backfire. And I heard other teachers also from, from other American country, uh, states, schools, private schools, some public schools. I, I met Australian teachers and they were all coming up against the same, let's call them challenges. Yeah. And I thought, okay, schools are very, very similar to one another everywhere. And uh, I, would, I sort of felt, okay, so in Slovenia, we're not that bad, actually. We're pretty <laughs> good in this. Uh, and um, when I came back, I was determined to start things completely differently. I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to implement great changes. I'm going to do a revolution, both in my English class as well as my entrepreneurship class. Uh, and in my English class... I reset my classroom. In some classes, they were doing, from where I stand, they were doing wonderful jobs. I gave them a challenge, like for instance, they, they were taking a mountain trip and I gave them a, a challenge of, okay, you're going to the mountains, so uh, what are you going to take in your backpacks? What food are you going to pack? What clothes are you going to pack? This is all vocabulary in English. Yeah. Uh, what's the weather going to be? So how are you going to prepare? What's the terrain going to be like? And they had to look. They had to look at the weather forecast. They had to look at the terrain, you know, on Google Earth or on, I don't know, Wikipedia and present reports. This is what we're going to wear. This is what we're going to take with us because so and so and so. I didn't write anything on the board uh, uh, for, uh, firsthand. Of course, they did all the research and then they made the presentations. Then I wrote a lot on the board. Uh, but somehow they didn't, this didn't work for them. I still haven't figured out why. Uh, basically, what it did was uh, in like four or five months, it I'm going to use some wordplay here. It wildly backfired. Ah. And, and uh, <laughs> then I had to revert to traditional teaching, which I hate, yeah. which I really hate. But it, there, at that point, there was no other way. I just had to write everything on the board and they copied it in their notebooks and then reproduced on the test. And then it was OK. I was appalled by this, but by my own failure. But sometimes it just doesn't work. Uh, in other classes, it works wonderfully. This is so interesting. Why do you think that it backfired? Why do you think that, what, what do you think happened? What I think happened, is, this is my perspective. So it's assumptions, right? Uh, sure. But my assumptions, and based on some, some, some research, are at the end of the school year, uh, we have our Matura test, which is like SATs in, in America or, or uh, A-levels in Britain. And how many, and they get points, the, the kids get points on these uh, Matura tests. And these points then are open doors to different colleges. And some colleges are like medical, like 
I don't know, medicine, for instance, is very, very hard to get in and you need lots of points. And you also need lots of points on your regular grades, which we give, like in English, in two semesters, every student gets at least six grades, which means four written tests and two oral tests mm -hmm. in English uh, alone. And uh, they're under a lot of pressure. And I think, I believe that the main reason why they come to our school or any school is to get good or as many points as possible, as easily as possible to get into their desired college. Sure. And, and knowledge or skills that they get is secondary in, yeah. in most cases. This is what I believe. And I know that kids are getting stressed out about this matura earlier and earlier. And they literally believe that if they fail in June, if they don't get enough points, they're going to become, I don't know, uh, rubbish collectors. Yeah. Uh, but but if they do well, then, you know, gold golden highway to heaven is open for them and nothing else can go wrong. So so what you're saying, let, let me let me. This is so interesting. So they're learning English uh, by doing research, creating a presentation and a solution etc to this what would you take with you what do you need etc but it doesn't yes. uh, and probably i i base this on my own 21 years of teaching they actually would end up learning english more deeply and better and would probably perform better on those standard english tests but they don't know that and they're getting worried because you're not feeding them the vocab words in the usual way and they're thinking oh my gosh i'm not getting prepared for the test or yes. is that yeah that, exactly yeah that's you just kind of summed up the state of education globally and what 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 we're all fighting against uh you know when i was teaching math and I, you know i as you know i taught math for 14 years and and developed these these different methods um as a math teacher I experienced what you're talking about in a huge way. That was the de-schooling that I had to do as a math teacher. And the other math teachers teaching the same courses that I were, was teaching would, you know, we were all supposed to cover, I'm making this up, but let's say chapters 1 through 12 in a textbook. And in the first several weeks, sometimes months of the class, the other teachers teaching the same class could point to their progression. Oh, I'm on section 2.1, then tomorrow's 2.2, then tomorrow's 2.3. And in the beginning of the class, I wanted to make sure students had the deep foundational knowledge of the concepts and really deep understanding. So I wasn't following along in the textbook. And the other teachers would look at where I was and they were worried about me and my students. But then in the second part, after we got through that, the students in my classes not only completed all those chapters worth of content much more quickly than in the other classes, but they ended up with much higher test scores. And the reason wasn't that, you know, uh, the difference in the students or the difference in the teaching, it was the uh, teachers, it was the different in the methodology. But the, but in the beginning, the you know, the parents and students looking at my class versus the other classes, 
if they had done that comparison, may also have been worried. Does that, does that sound similar to what you're talking about? It does sound similar. When you said they were worried about you, that is exactly what is sometimes happening to me. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying any teachers are worried about me, but, sure. but some students, I get the feeling, are worried because they cannot compare the way I teach yes. with how other teachers teach. And uh, and they don't know whether they're doing anything at all. I, I've, th- this is how I feel that they are feeling. And I try to I try to, I don't know, calm them down. Individual conversations, uh, you know, why don't why do you worry so much and and try to present the rationale about why I teach the way I teach. And because this is the only way I believe teaching can, or learning can be done. I mean, is the best way learning can be done. Uh, but, but still, sometimes I struggled with this myself. So sure. am I, am I doing the right thing? You know, am I, am I, sorry, screwing everything up, uh, for them? Uh, I just don't know. Uh, I feel I'm doing the right thing, but I just don't know. Well, it's hard when you're alone, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot. okay. So obviously th- things are catching up. I must, I'm very, very happy to say Things are catching up. Uh, like I said, in Slovenia, uh, we getting to the entrepreneurship things. Uh, the startup methodology, w- which you use and we use here, have caught on really, really fast. And the teachers who are doing this, except and even in business schools, I, I, even though their curriculum does not does not use this they still use the as far as i know the business plan stuff the teachers there are catching on very quickly because they can see that it doesn't work and many many of them are using the startup methodology lean startup yeah. methodology they they don't even many of them don't even know what it's called but they just use it because they've heard somewhere heard about it somewhere the ecosystem that i mentioned also is very strong i'm part of that ecosystem so i help whenever i can uh, we have for teachers, for instance, uh, in the every fall we have uh, startup weekends for teachers that are not meant so much to produce new companies, but are meant to give teachers or allow teachers to get to know new methodologies and use them in practice while they are there. And uh, this is great. Uh, not forty thousand teachers, of course, have done this, but several hundred have, and they're the ones that are trying to implement new methodologies, more, I will say, more realistic and better ones. Uh, It is also very, very important to have absolute support and trust from the uh, uh, school's leadership. Uh, I have a headmistress. I have a headmistress who supports what I do. I think, anyway, 100%. It sure seems like it. It sure seems like she does. I mean, it's really exciting. Yeah. I mean, I, I have, if I may, just an, uh, a story. We have, so these two girls that are here, that they're here on the entrepreneurship uh, competition. Uh, we won uh, the national competition amongst 64 teams. They came out the best. It's they qualified terrific. for for Oswego. For uh, and uh, of course, they needed this and that papers. And then there's another team uh, which has been invited to our best startup accelerator in Ljubljana. That's the capital city. Another one of your teams. Another one of my teams. That's yes, so, that's great. Uh, it, it's more like a satellite team because they were, you know, they were sure. in the in the club on and off, but they didn't need to be because they are so driven. 
and uh, and when you know they they needed to skip the last month of school they needed some money uh, that they got as a donation transferred to the accelerator from the schools they they needed to buy uh, um, a web domain they needed to buy some some logo stuff and the school needs and the headmistress needed to uh, approve this uh, you know i've heard of headmasters around in different schools complicating you wouldn't believe but our headmistress she just said what do you need yeah sure just give me the paper she signed them no questions asked and it is such i mean i must um i hope she isn't listening <laughs> but 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 it's, it's such a relief to have someone on the other side who is listening to you and and she just understands what 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 you want and no complications yeah sure let's do it yanez i don't think it's just a relief i think it's actually essential I, yeah. I think for these things, it's one thing to do startup weekends, pitch competitions, and those are good things. But what you're trying to do, which is very difficult work, <clears throat> you're an in-school teacher trying to change the way academics are delivered and done in school. And to have the support of the leadership of your school is essential. You can't do it otherwise. Yeah, yeah, definitely. These are the key players, and if they're not in on it, they, they then you just you just you know you, you can't do anything. You so, struggle, struggle. So tell me about the what what this has been for these two girls that are your students that are with you. Talk about what what has this done for them. What have you seen? What has yeah. the learning been for them? Well, okay, so I admire them all the more because they're final years. Uh, while everybody else, all of their schoolmates have been preparing for the Matura in the last three months, they have literally, I mean, they came to me in, uh, when was it, March, I think? No, f the end of February. And they said, okay, we are, you know, we have a honey production at home and we'd like to make some money. Do you think, you know, we've, we've made some lip balm? Um, we'd like to sell it. Can you help us out? And I said, okay, so let's be a bit more ambitious than this. Let's try to, uh, uh, you know, make a business model. And then there's this competition, by the way, probably not interested, but le le let's try to get in there and, you know, just write a business model. And they had to do the Doris Corda authentic challenge methodology that you do or is normally done yeah. in, in, in one semester in like two weeks. Awesome. And I said, okay, right. And fortunately, uh, the, the boyfriend of one of them is also on the team that is in the accelerator now. So he helped them out. But, you know, when they sent me their first business model about their lip balm, what I did, and they, they took it against me at the time. I know they were very angry. They, they would have killed me. <laughs> but what I did was I didn't go and correct it in the test. No, 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 no. I'll correct it. I'll write it instead of you, you know, like some sometimes it's done. But I just wrote, it was in Google Docs, obviously, and I just wrote comments. I just said, no, this isn't, th th this, this, this doesn't work. Uh, write it the other way. Do you really think so? You know, I wrote them, I, I, I asked them questions. Then I gave them like honey, look into the honey market, look into the honey cosmetic market, cosmetics market. And I just gave them like a hundred links, look into this. And they only had like five days to come up with a viable business model. I I'm lucky I wasn't there when this was going on in, at home because I heard uh, several uh, stories and I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, you know, Doris, I, I have no hair left. 
so, I mean, it was, it was agonizing. Well, because if I may say, and this is why when you try to do this as an after school club and you get kids excited to do it because they think they're going to do fun pitches and then they find out it's really hard work. This is why so many drop out because what you did is you forced these girls to do the research, to yeah. do the homework, to validate, to have evidence-based data-backed uh, solutions. And, yeah. and they don't want to. They want to just say, here's what I think we should do. Isn't this great? Pat, pat. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and, but but they, they persisted. They persisted. They worked like, you know, deadline is midnight, Monday midnight. They worked, I think, till 11.45 p.m. Wow. Uh, and then they, they, they sent it, not expecting anything. They said, ah, we're newcomers. This is a waste of time. But then they got into the finals. They were among the top 10. And while the other teams, I think, were pretty complacent, well, you know, what we did, we just pitched, they worked for the whole 10 days like crazy, improving, improving, improving on their business model. And when they went and they pitched, they blew everybody away. That's awesome. Uh, and as I said, I mean, I have to consider, while the, their schoolmates were doing, were studying for their matura, preparing for their matura, they were doing this. And I must say, I was shocked when I saw some of their photos that they were selling their lip balm, you know, in, inside the junior achievement program, you can do this. Uh, and they looked so young and fresh and rested. And if I saw them like two months later, Doris, I was shocked. I said, Jesus, what, it, well, you know, what have I done? What have I done? They looked like 10 years older. Uh, but they they studied they studied so hard for their exams. They st even now when here on campus, they were preparing for the for for the pitch. They were preparing for for the exams. When we get back, by the way, I get back home tomorrow uh, on Sunday. On Monday morning at 6 a.m., I'm in school in my suit and tie, getting ready for the oral examinations. But so are they. So yeah. are they. So they're they're studying now for the mentor. But I have, Yanis, I have a question. Yes. Think about. These two girls at the very, very beginning when they fir you first met them and then now and talk about what what have they learned? What is their growth and what do you think has come out of all this? It's, it's really exciting that they won and that, that out of 64 teams, they're, they're brought to the U.S. for this competition. But what, was, what do you think the learning has been for these two girls? Well, that's the more exciting part. Yes. Uh, I mean, get it, yeah, coming to the United States is always exciting. But in the end, as teachers, okay, what did they learn? Uh, I will say that they have grown immensely as people. They have learned that just yesterday when we were coming back, coming home from uh, the Niagara trip, we went to the Niagara Falls. We had a good conversation on the bus and they said, you know what? Before I started, three months ago, before I started this, everything I started was, ah, I can't do this. I can't do this. It's too hard. It's too hard. And now they said, but now, look, I mean, anything I do, it is hard, but I know I can do it. So this is this is maybe they, they don't share everything with me. You know, they've had enough with, of me. <laughs> but 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 they're frank and they're open about this. They're very, very open in their conversation with me what they liked, what they didn't like about my methodology. As I said, they, they held it against me that I didn't write the pitch instead of them. But now, but you know, they're, now they're proud. Now they know they can do anything. Exactly. And uh, also when, you know, they did interviews for admissions 
there, there's another team uh, in, uh, from Slovenia, and they got invitations to these, these interviews. And the two girls just tagged along. They came along, and they, you know, they talked. They they asked questions. That this guy, I didn't want to ask any questions for them. I said, okay, well, you know, if you want to get in, you'll ask questions. I'm not asking, I'm not doing anything for you. I'm not going to study in the United States. And they asked very, very relevant questions. And they got enthusiastic about it. And they said, you know what? I could actually come and work here. Well, you know, it costs money, but then of course you can get the grant and you can do this and that and you have to do the SATs. And yeah, no problem. I mean, if, if, if I compare their mindset to the mindset of your, let's say, average regular high school kid, they're they're talking about for what would be for some of them insurmountable challenges for them it's yeah we'll do this in april we'll do this in february in the meantime we'll try to sell some stuff and you know earn money and then oh yeah there's these girls we've connected with in from cambodia let's you know maybe try to start a collaboration with them and go there you know just on holiday yada 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 and i, and I said wow i didn't know them before I, I don't teach them otherwise i don't teach them english and I feel that they've grown, they've grown so much. Well, so here's my question, Yanis. You have been, I've watched you, I've seen you. You have been absolutely devoted tirelessly to being a pioneer in these things. And it's, it's as you've done a very good job of describing in this, it's really hard. What do you believe this can mean for Slovenia? Why, why are you continuing to push this so much with Slovenian educators and education? So I usually, uh, I, I'm not a sports fan, okay? I don't have my favorite football team. I don't have my favorite basketball team or any kind of team. I do some jogging and, and that's it. But when I when asked so about favorite teams, I say, well, you know, my favorite team has two million players and I want to see them win. And I'll do anything I can to help. And that's Slovenia. I'm uh, uh, very, you know, proud of my country. And it's very difficult to define proud. I think, you know, when you're proud of your country, then you see everything that's wrong with it. And you are, I don't watch the news, by the way. I, I feel sick when I watch the news. Yeah, me uh, too. But, <laughs> but, but still, uh, you know, I've turned, per personally, I've turned from a guy who, 20 years ago when I see myself, a guy who complained about things, a, a guy who doesn't do anything because it cannot be done, into a person who now, and I'm quite proud of this, every person, if, even maybe I don't get that well along with them, you know, some teachers, some, but, but I try to find what's best in them. And I try to find, okay, what, what can we do together? And you have a school full of teachers who will not do project work, who will not do authentic challenges. Okay, a whole school of teachers, that's a bit overgeneralizing. How many, how many can, for instance, and I will go and I will find them and I will try to work with them or they will try to work with me. Not, not very easy, I must say. Uh, I'm, I'm not an easy person to work with. Uh, but but uh, no, I, 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 difficult to admit. But I do have. Hey, I, I was with you. I don't see that. I think you're delightful to work with. I loved working with you. But keep going. <laughs> yeah, and and my vision, my right now, for instance, entrepreneurship in schools has been done mostly by dedicated and devoted teachers like myself. 
that that's why I said the startup methodology has been implemented so widely. Otherwise, it would not have been. And uh, the government institutions that supported this were mostly coming from different sectors, other sectors than the education sector. Now, the education sector has, has um, okay, I'll use a, a term, uh, um, woken up a little bit in this respect, or they, they have, they're determined, there are certain determined people there that are there determined to catch up because yes. they also see, and they're in the ministry, top positions, but they see that this type of, of, of education isn't going anywhere. Uh, of course, we also... Um, Meaning the current type of education isn't going anywhere. Current type of education. And just like me, seven years ago, uh, okay, we need good entrepreneurs. So let's do entrepreneurship in school. I have... Yeah, we, I, I still think we need great entrepreneurs and I'm doing everything in this uh, in this field. But as you also say very often, entrepreneurship teaching can be used as a vessel for anything, any kind of teaching, That's right? right. Yeah. Uh, because in the end, if you're learning something, well, why not learn how to do something for other people and make it usable for them? Uh, so that is the, the essence of entrepreneurship. And I see uh, like the Ministry of Education has a plan or I don't know whether it's a plan or a dream, but to implement entrepreneurship into all schools, primary, secondary and universal university within six years now this is a challenge i don't I, I don't see how it how it'll be done uh i'm trying to okay it's a bit ambitious but i'm trying to get into the the team that is going to do this because i feel of course i have the competencies and i feel that this is the right way forward done properly because i believe that if you do this Maybe you start by saying, okay, we need great entrepreneurship and we need the subject of entrepreneurship. But as you look into the ecosystem and how it's done and the interdisciplinary stuff, you come to realize, and that's why uh, I'm so happy that we're having a workshop in in, in the fall. Yes, I'm um, excited to come to it. I really am. Uh -huh. So excited. Oh, so, well, you know, I'll try to bring as many key people there as possible because I feel that, you know, in order to get from, okay, we need entrepreneurship to we need, we, we can do it this way, you have to walk a certain path. I did, and many people will have to also, in order to be able to see that you cannot teach about entrepreneurship, you have to do this and do it in the wildfire way, meaning nice. authentic challenges interdisciplinary and and uh, i'm really excited about this well yanez i i am too and i'm very excited about your team <laughs> and you're a phenomenal team leader i have to say thank you so much for talking to me today thank you also doris for having me on on this podcast it was a great privilege and great honor uh for me and I must say, I look forward to collaborating with you and Wildfire in any way possible in the future. Well, and we'll put on a great workshop in October. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And uh, using your methodology in school or anything I might be doing. Yay. Because in the end, it's all, it's, it is 
It is just like some people say, everything entrepreneurship is everywhere. Entrepreneurs are everywhere. Well, education is also. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Yanis. Thank you very much, Doris. If you like the podcast, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. For more information about our training, go to wildfire-education.org.